you're listening to watercolor wash a podcast where we talk about paintings mostly about watercolors for self-taught artists and whoever loves paintings hi i'm vasu and we are together in this journey hello and welcome back so today i just wanted to talk about uh the patterns in painting usually um we as a human being we are um a pattern seeking animal and that's very obvious uh, for us to find and seek patterns in day to day life we try to make meanings of similar things and then once we confirm that these two these two things are repeating um in a similar style and similar uh, manner then we start um, making sense of it and we can replicate that so what to do uh, what this pattern has to be um, do with art and one very uh, good example uh, that i see um in especially in water, watercolor or any other medium that you are uh, working with if you try to make objects of certain texture uh, you especially i am a texture artist so i uh, most of the time i try to seek similar textures and once i find that and it can be like you know various kinds of patterns that you can seek for not just texture uh, but one of the uh, finest example that i would say uh, you know when you are uh, like uh, painting a room like a if you are painting um a room which is Uh, like a living room with a sofa with a leather cushion uh, leather sofa and there is another leather bag in it so you know immediately that you can see that luster of the leather and you can uh, like have a pattern so this is a very random pattern that i talked about it's it's a complex uh, pattern of texture that i talked about but in in s- simpler terms you can see patterns in leaves if you are uh, trying to paint some trees uh, that you see that like all the leaves are basically similar shape not the exact same size but they are almost similar shape and so that's one pattern that you can uh, uh, you can think of another thing um, that you can think of as a pattern um, is if you look at these trees in a uh, in a whole Uh, now i'm not just talking about uh, leaves when you go far and far and far and now you're looking at that tree uh, from a little bit far so the branches of this tree the the groups of leaves tries to make pattern uh, similar um, the bunches will be in similar p- fashion uh, that you can see and then uh, let's take it a little bit more further and then you can observe the shadows and lights are in similar pattern because the shapes are similar so um, in a way if you are like you know trying to paint something and you find it difficult uh, if you uh, if you find uh, it difficult to do the whole thing try to break it in smaller patterns once you find out one pattern and crack it like have a separate piece of paper beside you and once you are able to you know uh, recognize one of those and then you can repeat and then once the results are repeatable it becomes lot more easier uh, uh, to achieve that 
So, as you can see uh, the cover art for today's uh, painting that uh, today's podcast that I have put I just uh, did this painting for like you know uh, around two two and a half hours I sat there and um, so this is wooden logs uh, wooden stripes that are making the wall of a small log house um, I'm not so sure it's a cabin a cabin <laughs> I'm sorry I, uh, we don't have such cabins in India um, especially they're found in hilly areas and so that cabin has those stripes of wooden logs and I soon realized that it's following a pattern so how to paint those patterns so once you realize uh, there's a pattern so I so if you look carefully at this painting um, I'm just like bringing it up uh, uh, I just posted it on my Instagram and I'm hoping to upload it as a uh, as a cover art for this episode so either you can go on my instagram and check this um, this painting it's not completed yet uh, but you will find enough pattern uh, to to begin with so if you can uh, like see uh, look at the cover art in fact on your phone right now if you're listening on spotify or somewhere uh, you can see the cover art and then uh, you can see that on the top on the top there is dust about the log and right after the dust there's a darker uh, brownish wood actually coming out of that so in and then there is the shadow of this so this is just three colors you know just three in one wooden log there are three uh, separate uh, colors one is of the dust another is of the uh, is of the wood itself and then there is a strong shadow because it's a uh, it's a very sunny day in this in this painting it's a strong sunlight uh, and from the left and it's it's probably around after afternoon somewhere around just a little bit of uh, of left so sun is on the top and you can see like uh, the shadows in the bottom so this is like one pattern and i repeated this for like uh, 12 13 times so what i did uh, it's so how I how do I paint this now once I established that uh, what the pattern looks like it's like three colors one two three dust wood shadow and then I just uh, did the first part of the painting for all the 13 logs first I made the first one and then like for next 12 what I did was I just painted dust on the top of every single 12 and then I painted the shadow and not painted the wood because I wanted to like you know have a, a transition between the top layer and the bottom layer so the center the wooden part I didn't paint it the as second so I painted the dust and the shadow first so for the dust actually uh, I just wanted to have like another episode just how to paint dust uh, so uh, this one uh, uh, I'll just tell you that I, I used um, uh, cobalt blue in some cases and it's not uh, entirely cobalt blue uh, cobalt blue is a good way uh, to use dust uh, but there are many other ways to uh, to represent dust and i will have another episode how to uh, create a natural dusty environment uh, in your painting or like um, a, a kind of uh, a similar sort of um, retroness to your pa painting 
So, this pattern that I, I just um, identified I created one by one and then and eventually I painted in the center uh, the wooden part and the wooden part also uh, I actually did couple of layers on that. I just uh, took a little bit of uh, yellow ochre and uh, and uh, burnt umber and very light mixture of it I just put on it as a layer one and then I went very strong with um, and I then I went very strong with the the brown uh, which was actually raw umber uh, a strong raw umber and here and there I put some more blue in between to make it darker and I think it turned out very very well it's it's looking very realistic and uh, you can as you can see you can just go on my Instagram and just check this one out. So, this is how I identified one pattern. Um, I will give you a further a few more examples of uh, identifying pattern and also I, I want to talk about how to break the pattern. In certain cases we need to break the pattern and why is it so important? Um, it is also very interesting that why we need to break the pattern. So, let us um, take another example. Have you seen the pebbles you know? Um, so, uh, if you go down a lot in my Instagram uh, a few years ago I, I painted uh, uh, I painted a lot of rocks and pebbles and uh, that that image was uh, um, very well received uh, by the followers and um, you might have seen that I ok I got that I, I got the feeling of the dust like how and I got the uh, pattern of the paddle uh, of the pebbles of those small stones uh, round round in shape and uh, and all that. So, the thing I followed was the texture I was able to uh, get the texture right. So, the pattern I chose was texture the pattern I, I rejected was the shape I cannot have all the pebbles in the of the same shape and same size. So, in that case I broke the pattern uh, you are very tempted to you know like draw a similar thing I might repeat the color for those pebbles uh, for a few of them, but it, uh, you have to uh, like you know break the pattern um, to make it more interesting, but um, but said that you can keep the texture pattern alive among all those pebbles because they are made of same stone they have similar uh, physical properties. So, that pattern you got to keep and the pattern of shape you got to lose. So, yes so, this is one example that you can uh, think of of uh, having the texture pattern uh, with you, but uh, uh, rejecting the shape pattern. Similarly, you can do it with the leaves as well like you can um, like keep the color and like you know a shape uh, pattern similar but once in a while you got to like uh, if you are making like a um, uh, closer uh, a closer view of the sh uh, of of leaves multiple leaves so you can also actually break this pattern uh, by keeping by changing in uh, the shape and the age of that leaf some leaf you can like you know try to paint dry and uh, and uh, there will be a little bit of distortion in the in the shape and there will be a little bit of loss of color or 
uh, or yeah shrinkage of the shape uh, once you find out uh, those. So, this is another example where you can keep the pattern of the colors uh, pattern of the shapes, uh, but you can like you know um, reject the idea of the size and the uh, and the age. So, like um, especially uh, you can uh, you can see that in uh, in the trees and the plants like all the leaves are not of the same age. Uh, some leaves are like you know a few weeks old, some uh, some leaves are freshly grown. So, you can identify a pattern of shape, but you can reject the pattern of size or color or tenderness uh, per se. Uh, it's, uh, so, that will uh, give you a very good, uh, a very interesting um, I would say um, uh, result or outcome in terms of your painting, uh, terms of your painting. Similar things are in like you know you can find patterns everywhere in waves and you can actually replicate the patterns uh, with horizon as well like um, you might have seen that uh, in mountains or in the house when you see the perspective once you know the pattern and then you can keep shrinking it away until the horizon and uh, it works uh, great and as a, as a kid uh, we have um, we have done this a lot like uh, human beings of the same shapes but very smaller size when they are in distance and then you keep repeating that pattern um, while coming forward. So, you can do this thing with the waves when um, you are painting like a long sea that you can see the waves closer to you are of a certain shape and, uh, uh, and you can put a little bit of randomness as you go far and then you can repeat it. So, um, so this is uh, one thing in any medium that you can actually take advantage of. So, what else that uh, that you can um, learn from patterns is uh, um, the best way um, that uh, that you can try to paint patterns and you can get better at it is like you know always have like a small paper beside you and um, do an idea of like you know of uh, writing it uh, um, actually doing a, a little value study for one of those segments which is getting repeated and and if you have enough time you can probably paint it in a separate paper very like you know I always keep like a very tiny old uh, watercolor sheet sometimes it is a full sheet uh, of watercolor which is like you know from my old painting or like you know semi finished painting on the back side. I keep um, uh, I try to apply some paint and uh, try and see if this works or not and then uh, you can get a very accurate idea of what color to put how much to put whether it is going to be wet on wet whether it is going to be dry brush. You can actually establish that pattern um, uh, very uh, very quickly and once you establish that pattern it is it becomes much more easier for you uh, to repeat that on your main subject. And uh, unfortunately, one uh, uh, one disadvantage of uh, doing this pattern thing is especially um, it's a boring work. You know, uh, when you <laughs> when you get to repeat something, uh, it automatically becomes boring. Um, but you need to like at that it, a lot of patience is required uh, to have um, 
uh, to continue with with the um, to continue with the uh, patterns so this is one major disadvantage and uh, one good thing about it it makes your process faster once you have identified that okay that okay i know what what this means and how it works and so you you become better at it and you can do a lot more work in very less time though it becomes boring now it becomes faster so it's it uh, it cancels each other out um and yeah that's uh, that's like um, something that you you have to think about when you are repeating something that <laughs> it doesn't impact it doesn't impact your interest in the in the work and uh, uh, i talked about one book uh, if you remember on on my podcast uh, uh, from mihai chiksen mihai um the flow of uh, creativity and the flow uh, the quadrant we saw as long as your skill um, is high and your challenge is low once you identify the pattern your challenge becomes low and if your skill be- and your skill becomes higher when the challenge is lower and your skill is higher uh, stuff becomes boring you know uh, but you uh, but see the whole painting don't see it as like a small part of the painting see it as a uh, as a whole and then it still stays challenging and it still stays interesting so um i think uh, uh, that's uh, like uh, that pretty much explains uh, how to deal with the with the boringness uh, while painting patterns uh, a few more examples that i would say you know like if you are painting a bunch of grapes uh, if you are painting a bunch of grapes it's uh, it becomes much uh, interesting um to find the pattern because the shadows and the lights uh, the highlight of the grapes will always follow the same pattern of light so also um, you know light source is one of the greatest example um, in any painting if if you don't have objects uh, which are similar to each other and you don't find patterns light source is it's one single thing that automatically provides you a pattern that which side the which uh, which side the shadow will be and which side the light highlights and the other uh, mid tones and the lights will be so this is another pattern that you can apply actually on each and every single painting and yeah so so do uh, look out um for the subjects that you are uh, painting um in in in, in day to day life even when you are painting a portrait human beings are highly symmetrical uh, uh from the center line um so that's another pattern that you can look for uh, um, but unfortunately you know it's like if the face is tilted or um like it follows the same shapes and size but it it actually when you see it in three dimension it 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 loses that uh, that value of that pattern uh, but it's quite repeatable if you can if you're good at uh drawing symmetrical objects it's quite repeatable and that can uh, definitely help so thank you so much uh for listening today's episode and i hope you like it and if you have listened to this far it means you like this episode and i really appreciate uh, do check out my instagram and all the links that i'm uh putting down below and if you have skillshare 
check out my class and I have one class uh, recently I posted a few months ago which uh, didn't took off uh, and I tried to like uh, teach some floral and the basic idea uh, behind a floral painting uh, and uh, I, I gave an example of sunflower in that painting. So, you can actually most of my uh, classes are or you can actually paint along uh, in very minimum time. So, uh, all of the classes that I have there you can see each of my individual brush stroke in real time and if you wish to paint along you are free to uh, to paint that and put it as a um, put it as a project and um, yeah I, I, I believe it will help you a lot and so d please support and check out all the links that I have um, I really appreciate uh, seeing growing this podcast do rate it if you like it thank you so much